When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. So, Trav, I actually have used BetterHelp in the past, and it was a really, really great experience. I loved my therapist. He gave me a lot of great tools that I still use to this day. You know, without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. Good news is therapy does work. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be, really. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and you would like some tools to help. Maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships or at work, not dealing well with stress. Whatever it is you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. And it's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapists in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. And we've got a special offer for No Filler listeners. You can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash nofiller. That's betterhelp.com slash nofiller. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. I think there is many similarities uh, despite the obvious like differences. It's those two styles, they emerged almost at the same time, on um, late 80s and early 90s. So, and the, the both of them, they're, they, they're playing like very sad and melancholic music and uh, with like dark and luminous ambient sounds. Yeah, they, they have similarities and uh, now it's very easy with internet to, to, to dig and find new stuff. We love what the kind of music uh, we listen to when we were kids. And uh, so now it's very easy to, to, to pick the thing we loved as kids and mix it to create more subgenders and weird like, new words. Welcome to No Filler. I'm Travis, and I got my brother Quentin with me as always. And man, I just threw myself off, dude. I didn't yeah, you go through the, the whole, whole spiel. Whole spiel. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, if this is your first time listening to No Filler, <laughs> this is what I usually say. Let me take that at the top, Q. Take it at the top. We're, we're still rolling, dude, so. <laughs> That's fine. So, <laughs> it's the whole thing's off now, dude. The whole vibe <laughs> is off. Let me say it again. Welcome to No Filler, the music podcast dedicated to sharing the often overlooked hidden gems that fill the space between the singles on our favorite records. There we go, Q. Now it's yeah, all it sounded good. like you were reading now from it's a smooth, cue card, dude. dude. It's just the whole thing's off now, man. You know what? It's fine. I don't even think we should record today. Just kidding. So who are we talking think, about today, Travis? You know what? <laughs> this is going to be the best episode we've ever done because of, <laughs> because of that. Um, yeah. So in that introduction clip that we played there, that interview clip, let me get her name. Um, but that was the lead singer of the band that we're talking about today which is Pensy Slow. Her name is Diane Pelletieri. Pretty sure I said that right. Well, let me tell you something, dude. I'm in love. Yeah? <laughs> what do you mean by that? <laughs> I, I'm a sucker for, for that French accent, dude. Okay, yeah. Adorable. Well, that's the thing. So um, I, I thought this was kind of interesting because the last, the last episode, the last episode <laughs> that we did, um, you know, last week was our What You Heard, so that's not – you know, your typical episode. But the last band that we covered was a Russian shoegaze band called Pink Shiny Ultra Blast. This week we're talking about a French shoegaze band from Paris. They are called Pensy Slow, as I said. And that the interview question that she was answering was basically, you know, talk about shoegaze and black metal and maybe some of the similarities between the two. Yeah, I agree with her 100%. Like the more she was, you know, describing the the way those two genres came up, you know, around the same time and the same vibes, like the melancholy kind of stuff, all that, the heavy ambience and all that. Totally, dude. Yeah, this was an interview that she did with postpunk.com, post-punk.com. And um, yeah, she expanded a little bit more. She basically, yeah, like you said, she talks about how they both have sort of this melancholic sadness to them mixed with like dark, luminous and ambient sounds, right? So, I mean, a lot of times though, when you think of shoegaze, you might not think of darkness, you know what I mean? Sometimes shoegaze is this very warm blanket kind of sound, you know what I mean? Like yeah, lush guitars right. and stuff like that. Right, that, the wall of sound just kind of envelops you. But the wall of sound can can sometimes can, can certainly certainly be ambient, right, and like and, and and luminous, right? Oh yeah, and that's some of my favorite parts about shoegaze. Yeah, is when it's you know just ethereal and like heavy. Yeah, and, and as I mentioned, this is considered a doom gaze band. Actually, I don't know if I mentioned that yet, but that's that's kind of what their whole thing is. And we did a whole episode on Doomgaze. I would highly recommend you go back and check it out if you didn't listen to it. That one and the the one before it. That was a fun uh, couple of episodes that we did. Was, uh, we did a random shoegaze episode where we just pulled. There is this, there's this really cool shoegaze roadmap that I've referenced a few times. I think I've got it posted on our Instagram account. But basically, we just threw darts in a way. And just kind of well, actually, we 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 played shoegaze some shoegaze groups that were featured on that roadmap, and we headed towards the more and more heavy side of the roadmap, inching mm. towards like doomgaze, and then we just then we did a full episode on doomgaze. So yeah, there's lots of great shoegaze and 
you know, heavier doom gaze kind of music that, that is featured on those two episodes. Yeah, and uh, we referenced this this article featured on on medium.com quite extensively because it was it's kind of like the definitive, I guess, article on Doomgaze. If you Google Doomgaze, like it's like the number one result, right? And basically, I'm going to read the introduction from that article again because I think it describes it perfectly. He says, imagine heavy, droning, metallic, wall of sound riffs instead played at the pace of a doom metal record. And over the top of that, add lighter tones, melodies, and the ethereal vocals of shoegaze to create a balance of sound. The soft, heavy contrast is core to what makes up Doomgaze, and it becomes a recognizable, defining sound once you've stuck your feet into a dozen or so releases. So I like the soft, heavy descriptor because that kind of reminds me of, you know, the Pixies' loud, quiet loud form formula that they came up with right sure yeah because that's what's you know what kind of defines this sound is it's the heavy and and sludgy and slowness of doom metal mixed with the lighter ethereal softer vocals and perhaps like melodies and stuff like that and it makes this really interesting contrast and i think pensy slow compared to some of the other bands that we talked about on that episode, I would almost put their their shoegaze sound more toward the dream pop side of the coin. So yeah, I mean, you know, it, you know, since shoegaze is, you know, there's a spectrum of sounds in, in shoegaze, right? They lean more toward the dream pop side of it, right? I'm really excited to hear more stuff from them because I haven't really revisited this group uh, other than you know the music that you brought to that episode. So yeah, I they they stood out. More than any other group, I think, that you brought to that episode. Yeah, and if you'll remember, I actually brought a a new single of theirs, a couple of What's Your Herds Back. Over the last couple of months, they've, they've put out a few singles off their upcoming record. And so, yeah, if you like this, after we're, we're done with this episode, you got new music to go check out immediately after this episode, and you've got a whole new album to look forward to, I think, coming out in the fall. So anyway, uh, let's just... Jump right into Tunes Q. This is going to be a, sh- a, a short and sweet episode. Um, there's not much to say about this band. There's not much out there about this band, to be honest with you. They don't even have a Wikipedia page. Well, let's uh, start so they're one. Pretty dude. obscure. Yeah, we could. We could, <laughs> dude. Uh, so let me just say this here. So I thought this was interesting. The way that the band started, uh, the lead singer, uh, I mentioned her name was Diane. Uh, this is how she said it. She says, um, I had two vintage guitars at my place that nobody was using. I took the opportunity to start writing songs merely to pass time. I discovered incredible emotions, and from there I couldn't stop writing. Eventually I shared my compositions with friends Valentine and Clement. They proposed that we should do something with it, but without any expectations, just for fun. And that's how the band started. Boredom, no job and no money, avoiding to become mad and crazy. So it was just a hot, like like a fun little thing that they decided to do. Something and to then, pass the time, sounds yeah. like. And basically, you know, they started not not all that long ago, maybe 2015, 2014, I think is about when they started. So still relatively new. Um, but yeah, it was just kind of like a thing, you know. She, said, I guess she lived in a in a house maybe with some like flatmates or something like that, some roommates, 
and they, you know, there's because you don't just accidentally have two vintage guitars in your in your home, right? <laughs> I mean, it had to be somebody's <laughs> guitars. It sounds like m- music wasn't like something that she had a lot of experience with. It was just kind of a happenstance kind of thing, like you know. Let me just start strumming these guitars that that are just lying around in my house, you know, and just see. Yeah, they see what they weren't her guitars. It sounds like yeah, they just happen right. to be there. What luck! Yeah, I know, right? And vintage guitars at that. That yeah. always helps. All right, well, let's just play the first song here. So, uh, the record that we're talking about is called "Don't Believe, Watch Out." Came out in 2019, so relatively new again. And the first song that we're going to play here, I think, does a good job, sort of setting up. The, the idea of Doomgates. I think this is a really good song to to listen to if you've never really heard a Doomgate song, or you know, for the you know for that matter, you're like you're curious, like, well, what could that sound like? This is a pretty good example of it. So here we go. This song is called "Buried Them All."
I think I've said this before on the podcast, but I think this is it for me, dude, as far as like enjoying metal. <laughs> yeah, and that's Doom Doom Gaze is it for me, dude. Like Yeah. I can get into this. And if for those who don't know, I think this might be the biggest difference between us two twin bros, dude. You Musical, have, yeah, I think for, so. for the longest, since middle school, I think this must have been mm-hmm. when you latched onto it, you've been into metal. I I didn't call you a metalhead because I know you've called, you've had to stop yourself before in the past because yeah, it's apparently like a sensitive thing in the metal community. Well, I mean, no, it's, well, it's just, it's more about like, I don't, um, I think you gotta, you gotta, you gotta earn that label, man. You know what I mean? A metalhead, a true metalhead. But. You're you're a big fan of it, and I've just never, I I never got into it, dude. And you've tried, like you and you know, shout out to our our old pal Mitch. Uh, he's he's tried too, dude. You guys have really given it a fair. I don't think. Fair yeah, go. I gotta say, I gotta say, I don't think we've tried hard enough, Q. So, well, um, but every once in a while, I'll I'll, I'll play. You know, well, doesn't happen very often, but sometimes I'll have a metal song in one of our What You Heard episodes. And typically, you're just you know, just not not pushing the right buttons for you. I I always enjoy the music side of it. It's usually the voice that I can't get yeah. into. It's the it's the guttural screams. Well, that's it's an acquired uh, taste, I think. Yeah, but this stuff, this doom gaze, I'm all about it, dude. And I love so with doom metal, right? Part of it is that I th- I think we we've tried to describe it before. It's kind of hard to do, but like the drums. It everything sounds like you're just sludging through like I don't know waist high mud, you know. Like everything slow slowed down. It feels like it's dragging on. Like the drum beat, everything is just kind of slow. Yeah, that I mean, there, there literally is a is the term sludge is often used to describe right uh, doom metal. Um, yeah, I like even, that. I mean, sludge metal is even a, a genre. Um, but it, that's yeah, that's the slower. It just feels like this thick kind of like slow pace, you know what I mean? And that works perfectly with shoegaze, dude. It, yeah, it works it is really. Such well. a great pairing. It, it helps. Uh, it's it's you know the other side like it's it's the wall of sound, but you know more like she was saying earlier, melancholic, right? Because I would I would describe most of shoegaze as you know feeling you with the sense of like joy you know what i mean and even something like my bloody valentine which you well, know yeah. i know a lot of people that don't just do not understand even my bloody valentine like they like loveless specifically like they can't get into it but even mm-hmm. an album like that which is so heavy on the on the feedback and the yeah distortion and the fuzziness even that gives me like this like you said earlier it's just warm fuzzy Warmth. feeling yeah, yeah. Even if it's kind of jarring, like it's still, mm-hmm. you still f- like, I it's just, just this it, energy. Dude. Yeah. This yeah. energy. Yeah. It's the, it's the way sonically it's just, yeah, it's very warm. Yeah. So doom gaze kind of does the opposite. It's the same, the same wall of sound in the sense that it's just like hits you, you know, but it's going to be a little bit slower, a little bit sludgier. But her vocals, um, I think, are yeah, like you said, very similar to it, it's dream pop vocals. Dream pop, yeah, yeah. And same with like the the effects that are on her voice, the way they recorded it, and you know, or, yeah, I guess the way they uh, 
produced it. Yeah, it, it's very, very shoegaze. But yeah, with those that metal attitude. Yeah, and what's interesting, I, I saw here's another interview that she did with metal1.info. So this is a metal website. Here's the question. I have the impression that you make music that sounds a lot more raw and rock oriented than most shoegaze and dream pop bands. Do you pursue this approach with a certain intention? In other words, are you, like, are you doing this on purpose? She says, it's the music that influences me the most. Yes, but it was without intention when Pensy Slow began. We simply wanted to play music together. I wanted to learn from the beginning and quite naturally I took the lead in the compositions. It felt odd since I didn't know what I was actually doing and then a style came out and around the compositions. A specific style would have been unnatural because we we carried things out blindly. And that's something that she actually has said in another interview too. She keeps talking about how she wants to, she likes to approach music in a naive way. She said that specifically, which I thought was it made perfect sense. They're not trying to make any certain type of genre. They're just making music and she's drawing from her influences and stuff, which maybe are, you know, more rock bands, uh, you know, and so that's going to influence, influence the music. Yeah. And she's just going to sing the way she's going to sing. And, and, and if she's writing songs that are more about subjects that are maybe more sad and melancholy, then that's how the sound, the song's going to sound, right? They're not trying to do anything in particular. And I think that's interesting. And yeah, and time and time again, like that just seems to be the case with so many great bands. Yeah. You know, like like the one that comes to mind off the top of my head, Kim Gordon picked up mm-hmm. a bass for the first time when she yeah. was messing around with, with uh, Thurston Moore. You know, like, and it just, she created this unique bass playing style because she was figuring it out as she went along. Yeah, I think that's that probably helps a lot because, you know, if you're classically trained or whatever, then you're going to come into it with all these preconceived, preconceived yeah, ideas and yeah, like man. ways that you were taught, you know, or on how to comp- compose a song, blah blah blah. Versus somebody's like, well, you know, there are a couple of guitars laying around in my in my, the house I lived in, so I just grabbed one and started strumming, you know, and yeah, and started playing the kind of stuff that I like. Exactly. All right, let's jump to the next song here. So this song is called All Okay.
loved that like delayed echo on her voice mm-hmm. through the verse. That was really cool. Yeah, Melody's great. Her vocals are great in that song. Um, and I, you know, shout out to the guitar player. Um, let me, you know, I think I named the, I named them earlier, but I didn't associate them with their instruments. So the guitarist is Valentine Beaucourt, and that's a terrible, uh, you know, Western pronunciation of that word, I'm sure, of that name. Beaucourt, uh, you know, these are, these people are French, so there's probably a much more elegant way to pronounce that. Uh, and then the, the drummer's name is Clement Al Noir. Apologies for the butcher there. But anyway. <laughs> El um, Noir, is that what you said? <laughs> something like that, sure. <laughs> uh, a, yeah. A-U-L-N-O-I-S. Um, Noir? Noir? I, you know what? I took Spanish in high school. Yeah. I, I should have took, took French. That's obvious now. Anyway. Um, well, you know, growing up in Texas, dude, it, you know, it makes sense yeah. to take Spanish. Yeah, sure. It does. Uh, but anyway, so I believe that uh, Diane also plays like rhythm guitar. But what I like about, you know, you hear in the background, there's also this very prominent lead guitar um, that's doing this more like very reverb heavy, but like single note type um, melody, right? It's not doing chords or whatever. Um, and I think it's very interpol in some mm-hmm. aspects. Like, um, I wish I remembered his name right now, but the guitar player for Interpol. Uh, and again, that's kind of what she was talking about um, in that interview clip that I played in the beginning, how, you know, nowadays with the internet, uh, how you could just listen to any song at any time. It's easy to, to pull from these these bands maybe that you listened to growing up and make these new subgenres, right? We talk about that all the time, how like bands that like Narrowhead who are kind of, reinvigorating and reimagining genres from the past are able to do it in a way that sometimes makes it better than the original, you know, because they're able to pull from, from, from everything, you know, just like that, you have access to Nirvana's entire discography, right? You don't have to go hunting and pecking and record stores to try to find all this stuff. Right. And we've got access to like bootlegs. (laughs) Yeah. Anything you want. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right, so you know, I I don't know that 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 uh, they they were influenced by by Interpol or anything like that, but I mean they were certainly, I'm sure they listened to some some post punk from the 2000s, just like we all did, right? So right. anyway, um, yeah, I love that song, but my favorite track on the record is coming up next. There's something that the 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 melody on this song is just one of those like hooks that just will st- stick in your head. And this is a very, uh, you know, I think this this song in particular, and some other tracks on here, are, are neither shoegaze nor doom metal. I mean, or or not even a mixture of the two. It's just kind of these beautiful songs that that I think are just kind of unique in their own right. I mean, I kind of felt that way about All Okay, the one you just played. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's compared to some of the other doomgaze bands that we played in that episode, and just mm-hmm. in general. They definitely, if it's, you know, a left, like a spectrum or whatever, yeah. they're way more toward the dream pop shoegaze side. And sometimes they sprinkle in these slower, sludgier guitar riffs, but they are certainly leaning more toward dream pop than anything, right? And that comes through for sure. And especially in some of their newer tracks, 
the ones that they've been releasing the last two months, they're kind of going in a new direction, which I'm excited about. Um, I think they're probably coming into their own, right? Mm-hmm. Now that they've been doing this for, for, you know, a few years. But anyway, let's jump to the next track here. So this song is called Gold and Souls. Reverb's my favorite thing to happen <laughs> to electric guitar. <laughs> yeah, I, just, uh, I'm just I agree. A sucker man. for it, man. I, I agree. Um, and that particular combo of just a nice, clean guitar tone with a just a you know a tiny bit of fuzz plus some reverb, I think, is a great, a great, a great tone guitar tone, right? Yeah, and like you mentioned earlier, dude, Interpol. Interpol nailed it with 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 his totally. guitar tone, dude. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, great song, man. Yeah, it's just you know, reverb was supposed to sort of mimic like you know you're in a you're in a, a room and then sound is bouncing off the walls and stuff, right? That's kind of right. what it's supposed to. And that exactly that sort of like feeling or whatever that imagery I feel like goes very well with 
melancholy and like emptiness and sadness is what I got. So I think it helps accentuate songs like this. It makes it feel uh, cold. Like yeah. if, if the music had a temperature, it'd be cold. Yeah, sure. And well, yeah, we were saying that shoegaze is is warm. So doom gaze naturally would be a little bit colder, right? If you're going temperature wise. Um so but yeah, her her voice I think also is what really, really sells it, man. Like her voice is just this beautiful voice, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's and it has such like emotion behind it, which is interesting because she said, you know, when she started playing around with a guitar and writing songs, she discovered this emotion is what she said, which is interesting because that's what music does, man. It draws out emotion. And so I think it's interesting that somebody who just kind of like, eh, you know, let me, let me pick up this guitar, see what happens here. Like discovered, a, you know, music was a way for her to, uh, you know, an outlet, right. For her, which I think right. is really, really special. And that's what music does, man. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Let's, let's actually, uh, jump back into this track because I think something really interesting happens. Uh, so let me, let me just pick up where we left off here. Again, this song is called Golden Souls. I love that. Um, I can see you getting into it, dude. I'm watching you. You watching me, dude? Oh, yeah, this is uh, a Zoom call. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. Um, yeah, the, you know, you can, you can, you can feel that emotion, man. Yeah, you just you can't. Um, and I, yeah, I like that. Um, <laughs> the bridge, I guess. There, I was, I was looking for the the proper term. The bridge. You got it. I think. Um, I, I did it. And. Um, <laughs> Yeah, how it comes right back into the chorus, just really well done. Um, and yeah, I just, I love that song, man. It's great. All right. Well, let's just jump to the last track here, Q. I know you got dinner to make, so I don't want to keep you from the kitchen. Make a, a Thai curry stir fry. Ooh, nice. Well, you're gonna, you can put some, what's your protein choice? All veggies tonight, dude. Tofu? 
No tofu. Sarah's no, got just to stay away from the soy. Okay, all right. She can't have a lot. That's of right. You are very close to becoming a father, Q. So very close, dude. Baby watch. No filler. Baby watch. Yeah, we should, <laughs> should have hey, an man. ongoing segment, dude. We got to get a no filler onesie made for this. Oh, please do. I would okay. love that, dude. It's done. Okay. Consider it done. Awesome. All right. Well, if you listened to our Doom Gaze episode, this song is going to sound familiar to you because I played it. Uh, but it's a really great song. And so this is, uh, I think, a good one to close us out with because I think it it's another good example of the Doom metal side of this band. Um, and again, um, more so than anything, these guys lean toward Dream Pop. So this song does a really good job combining the two in a pretty obvious way from the beginning. You'll, you'll kind of hear what I'm talking about. But this is another another beautiful song. And yeah, this is going to be our last track. So this song is called Sins.
just solid, man. And like they follow the like the pop song format. You know, like they they follow the format in a faithful way. Verse, chorus, verse, you know, like you kind of sure, yeah. you you kind of know what to expect with it, but it's just solid, man. And like good mm-hmm. really catchy hooks, you know, like they they got mm-hmm. them, dude. Yeah. It's just an enjoyable listen. You know how I, I said that it was going to be pretty obvious the doom gaze aspect of it. I at the and intro. That's that, yeah, the super slow. Yeah. But then it immediately turns into more of a dream pop song, I guess, you know. But that that main riff that was going through 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 the song kind of reminded me of Heart Shaped Box by Nirvana. At least the oh. the, the the riff, the intro riff. Yeah. And then at the very end of that clip, I got some like pixies where is my mind kind of vibe Whoa. maybe i'm grasping a strauss here but like the um singy songy kind of thing that was happening in the background i don't know if you picked it up mm. but yeah yeah yeah. i get you now kind of reminded me of so like you know yeah drawn from 90s influences a little bit uh she was asked in one of the interviews like what are her favorite shoegaze artists um not favorite artists in general but what are your favorite shoegaze artists and so you know she wasn't really able to expand much on um perhaps some of her grunge influences but she did say the jesus and mary chain was a big influence i still haven't really given them a listen man me me neither um but um yeah let me me just give her full quote here she says it's quite difficult to choose a favorite artist yeah i agree with you on that (laughs) because they are, are all very different shoegaze is such a varied genre however if i had to choose one it would be the Jesus and Mary Chain because it's the one that allowed me to dig and find every other shoegaze band. They clearly opened my mind. Nice. So she's given props to them because that was her, sounds like that was her gateway into shoegaze. Yeah. Which is a big deal, right? I mean, you always remember your first, right? I mean, that's how Um, I have, you know, I continue to have love for, for Loveless specifically for my Blood Valentine for that same reason. Because it kind of opened up your, the possibilities of music, right? Yeah. Like, oh, exactly. there's a whole thing I haven't even explored yet, right? Uh, but anyway, so yeah, she talks about um, '90s UK shoegaze bands. Um, yeah, right here she says uh, there was no clear influence. Rather, I could speak on '90s music as an influence in general, right? So there you go. That means grunge, right? I mean, it has to. <laughs> um, but she says her pencil slows, right? The whole thing. Yeah. Pitchy Slow's music so far is a mixture between us three bandmates that was done naturally. Not only UK shoegaze music we enjoy, but also, for example, the American blues culture, which is interesting, hmm. which would also be a that. large part of our influences. Yeah, that is really interesting. I don't know if she just means the 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 melan- melancholy, like the 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 themes of the of the song lyrically and stuff. Right. But that's really interesting that she pointed out specifically American blues. Um, but anyway, one more quote to close us out, Q. This metal1.info interviewer asked her, what exactly do you think is the quintessence of your music? I've never heard quintessential just yeah. said as quintessence, but I'm not saying it now. What's the quintessence of your music? There we go. That sounds good. Cool. Uh, which could be Quentin. If you ever became a stripper, that's your nickname. <laughs> Quintessence. Uh, something she goes. She says something inexplicable and mysterious, young and spontaneous, 
completely uncontrolled, free, and blind. Which that's come on, that's perfect. She says, I don't control anything, and I am not sure I want to know more. I prefer to feel and explore music in a naive way. So there's that naivety that she talked about earlier. But I just love that description of of, of their music as being completely uncontrolled, free, and blind. That is exactly like I think we've quoted this like a couple times now. Uh describing liberated. Band of Susan's Yeah. Yeah. Rock fully liberated. Yeah. That's the and way it sounds you like approach that's, it, man. That's how she approaches it. She doesn't she doesn't care. She doesn't want to know necessarily about what they may or may not be sounding like. She doesn't you know want to get mean? put in a box. Yeah. It's just however it comes out is is how it comes out, you know. Yeah. All right. And that, you know, that's that kind of hints at why you know, the stuff that they're dropping today, you like you said, it's sounding like they might be kind of rediscovering themselves. Yeah, and I think what's interesting is you know, the people who are trying to classify bands as doom gaze and doom gaze as a as a genre and community, I guess, trying to sort of become a thing. It makes sense that Pensy Slow would be put into that camp. But it sounds to me like they weren't trying to intentionally do that at all, right? They just happened to have some slower, sludgier, more rock-oriented guitar riffs mixed into their dream pop. And so you can kind of throw them in that camp. But they, they kind of defy genre in that sense, right? Yeah, that happens a lot with bands. Like they get thrown into a, a genre and they're just, a lot of times they're not happy about it. Yeah, well, that's the thing, right? Humans, we like to group things together, don't we? Right. Um, usually to our detriment. And so, like, obviously, we got to put them somewhere. Doomgaze kind of makes sense. But, uh, like I said, they've got three new singles out that you can listen to right now that are really interesting and have me really excited about their new record. Why don't we outro out with one that that you didn't play in back in June? I think it was Smile to Zero. So we're going to play a song called What They Need to close us out. But I have an idea for next week, Hugh. Since you just talked about how Doomgaze is the stepping stone for you to metal, mm-hmm. I know that we've both talked about this record and you really liked it. And so it's time to do an episode on them. The band I'm talking about is another band I believe we featured on the Doomgaze episode. Is but it they are Depo- called Depoily? No. That's what you typed in there the first <laughs> Oh, yeah. Depoily. You know what happens when your key, your fingers are shifted one key over? Sure. Um, we're going to talk about a band called Spotlights, and we're going to cover their record Seismic. Oh, you know what, dude? 2017. I totally forgot about uh, Spotlights, and that might be my favorite band of the of the Doomgaze bands that you brought to the table during that episode. I mean, can't you just wait a little bit? I mean, Pinty Slowly is fresh. And our conversations here. Now you're shitting all over. Uh, I didn't shit. <laughs> but I really... Okay, th- those two bands, Pincy Slow and Spotlights, my two favorites from those the bands that you brought to that episode. What's great about Spotlights is that on the Doom Gaze spectrum, Pincy Slow is more shoe gaze, whereas Spotlights is more doom metal, right? Cool. So we'll get two sides of the coin. Yeah, ex- Exactly. And this record is amazing, and it is proper. It's proper metal, you know. Awesome. Fancy slow, not really metal. Sludgy for sure, but not really metal. Versus spotlights, really great songs. This is going to be a great episode because we're finally going to get some metal 
I'd do a full episode on it. Dude, it's been two years, I think, since we did proper metal because I think that was when we did a metal month, yeah, for October in 2020. Was that 2020 or was that 2019? How long ago was that, man? <laughs> October 2019, dude. <sighs> Almost three years. Well, I think it's time to do another metal month, dude. Maybe we can do that in October. Okay. Next week, we'll talk about spotlights. That's going to be a great episode. In the meantime, check us out on Instagram. Just search for No Filler Podcast and we will pop right up. Follow us there. Reach out to us there as well. We love hearing from listeners. Um, give us an idea of the bands that you're li- like. What are you listening to right now? We want to know. Uh, what kind of bands would you like us to like? What's your favorite Doom Gaze band if you listen to Doom Gaze? What's your favorite Doom Metal band or Shoe Gaze band or whatever band? Just I'm tell always us. open for suggestions. Always looking for new music so yeah and uh, a lot of times what we'll end up doing is um you know a listener will reach out to us on instagram they'll tell us you know a song to check out and then we'll we'll include them on our next what you heard episode as like the outro track or something like that right so or in the case of uh that suggestion from marita we ended up doing a whole episode on swerve driver yeah that's true thanks to her dude and i man i'm all about swerve driver now yeah, that record's great. So that's that. Find us on No Filler. And of course, you can always find us on the Pantheon Podcast Network. That is our home and the home to many other great music-related, music-centric podcasts out there. Find them at pantheonpodcast.com or search for them anywhere you get your podcasts. And you can subscribe to the entire feed. Every week, our episode will, will show up on their feed along with every other podcast under the network all of their episodes as well so it's a good way to kind of get exposure to a bunch of different music podcasts out there including ours again that's pantheon podcasts and yeah next week we'll talk about spotlights i'm going to close this out with a another brand new track from pensy slow the song is called what they need thanks for listening as always my name is travis and i'm quentin Talk to you all next week.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.